Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 128. It is New Year's Eve. Weird timing for us this year, eh? Last episode was on Christmas Eve. Was it? This episode's on New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Probably seven days from now, I'm guessing, since we do this every Saturday. Almost every Saturday. Sometimes we sneak a Friday recording in, but... Still comes on Saturday. Really? So. Yes, we always release it on... What's the difference? On Saturday. So, we do have New Year's plans tonight. The usual suspects mm-hmm. in on the street, in the neighborhood. Mostly our street, but I guess some neighborhood people converging on the usual host's house to have a New Year's get-together. So, we'll see how that yep. goes. And I don't know, we've had a pretty good holiday, right? Yes. Your uh, aunt and uncle were up for two days. Mm-hmm. Your other aunt was up for a day, well, overnight, two nights, I guess. And then my parents and your cousin were up, was that yesterday or two days ago? Yesterday. Two, yes. two days ago was Wednesday. Yesterday. Oh, yeah. Two days ago. We're losing two track of time. Uh, yeah, it was two days ago. <laughs> time has lost all meaning in this household for now, which is great. Two days ago now. We realize we're very fortunate to have that situation, don't worry. Uh, and you've been out snowboarding despite like crazy warm weather. Yeah, a little bit. A couple of days. How was it yesterday? No it need for no need for right. a coat. No, it was alright. It was like eight degrees. It was just raining. It got kind of icy, but it's kind of miserable today. Rainy. It got like eight degrees yesterday, and it's six degrees today mm-hmm. when we're expecting like minus ten to minus twenty somewhere generally around now. So mm-hmm. crazy warm. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I just feel like that's when everyone's going to get sick. It went from super cold to super warm. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my non-scientific theories that people get, a lot of people get sick. But uh, what else was new? I'm talking a lot. Uh, Talk about the, we went to an indie show. Oh yeah, we went to GCW again. Not that GCW, everybody. Not that one. It's uh, great Canadian wrestling. We've talked about it before. It's yeah. our, what, our third time going? yeah second second time in oshawa one time in aurora yeah that sounds right right so that is sounding right to me somewhat disappointed because the one guy that was promoted wheeler mark wheeler who we quite like um but it's one of those turned out pretty good though card subject to change yeah i still had fun it was standing room only which means yeah they had like that was probably the most packed we've seen them oh definitely and and still i mean we're talking 100 yeah 150 people still maybe but really great turnout for them and the 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 ones they host in Oshawa are straight up charity. I heard the um the main guy. Why can't I yeah. think of it, what I should call him? Anyways, the Booker is he the probably booker? he probably is or like the promoter. But the ones they they host in Oshawa are all for charity. So for oh, um, it's just those ones for a food bank. And then I think they make money when they're touring. They that have makes, to make money somewhere, right? I, that's okay. my interpretation. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, they did say that one was charity. Like the, but, it was last time too with the food drive, whatever. Yeah, we sat ringside. Um, I mean, even ringside was like twenty five dollars for three hours of entertainment. So I don't. That's not a problem. And you know, you get to interact with some of the wrestlers. They come out at intermission and are hawking their wares, or are like on the apron in a tag match talking to us, right? So I saw um, Stratus had a cool shirt actually. He he and uh, Jax Jax feel like the biggest stars of that bunch that we saw yeah, right? they were also super kicked um yes they work a few promotions and they're pretty good and they have like that kind of look and attitude and stuff they were funny yeah uh and then who was the surprise guy again that i really liked van landon van landon where's i was good too yeah el diablo was that yeah. his thing yeah so 
it's fun. We go. We never know who's going to be there. We never know who we're going to cheer or boo because it kind of changes. I just go off who I actually like. Right. So, um, yeah, we had a good time, except we both forgot to take cash, even though we know they only take cash and don't have any means of obtaining And it. I just dropped a bunch of cash in my bank account. So, like, literally horrible timing the it, day before and i deposited my we cash. actually got dropped off so I, it's not even <laughs> like we could run out and grab yeah anything so, so double triple small so we sat smart. there without any food or drink and watched wrestling but i had a good time as yeah. always at those shows so yeah it was good and we got uh t-shirts from their company for christmas so we wore those right which i think they under were my good. blackpool hoodie right your awesome blackpool combat club hoodie mm-hmm. uh what else exciting happened i don't know that's that's probably the limit. That's about all we've kind of done. Yeah. I wasn't there when you're snowboarding, so I don't know if anything exciting happened. Mac and cheese bites. Yeah, it seems like you guys go as much for the food as you do for the snowboarding. It's mostly for the food. Right. I love the mac and cheese. Because your brother bites. says the gravy's really good, that the fries and gravy are quite good. Mm-hmm. I then, live for the mac and cheese bites. And then eating outside is like, he says, the hot stuff cools down faster so you can eat it faster. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you got a whole I, I plan. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know. We should probably get into talking about some wrestling at some point, mm-hmm. since the banter's done. Sorry, Aunt Kath. <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me about. I that. heard you listen for the banter, which is awesome. Um, but we're gonna move into talking about some wrestling now in our first segment, which we call news and rumors. All right, it's ratings time, and this week's NXT averaged five hundred eighty-eight thousand viewers, which is down. 16.6% and earned a 0.12 in the key demographic which is down 14.3%. So not great numbers in either category, but to be fair they did face stronger than usual sports competition because it is college football bowl season because I know you're right into all the football yeah, so yeah. much. Who's I know your... I you didn't need to tell me. <laughs> Who's your favorite uh college football team? Um so many, so something hard to just state something state. All right, and what is their mascot? The the something somethings usually honey badgers. Oh, the honey badgers, nice, yeah. great team. Mm. Did they win? They they were favored. <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> they got the most runs, points, run down. <laughs> yeah, sorry, he's not a sportsman, not a sports points. guy at all. Um, where was i so yes there were football games directly in competition with nxt same sort of issue for dynamite uh aver- they averaged eight hundred seventy-six thousand viewers which is down 6.7 percent earned a 0.28 in the key demo down 8.5 percent and yes as i said football games all over the place so stiffer competition than usual i guess because mm-hmm. Much like you, many people love their college football games. I ha- well, not more than me, though. <laughs> no, not more than no. you. I mean, that, I, that's ludicrous. I had to tear you away from the football games right now to get you down here. It was tough to get you to abandon. You definitely weren't watching Marvel. and I wasn't. For, I don't even like X-Men, if that's you, what you're thinking. And you were for sure watching football. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what do you have for news? I found it was another, like, I found stuff, but nothing, like, yeah. super mega. Although, I, gave, I think you have the most The important. only really interesting thing was that Paige Van Zandt got injured. And she's probably wow. not going to be wrestling. And she's, you know, she's been on TV a lot, so that kind of is going to have a pre- uh, an there's effect on TV. There's quite a sarcastic tone to the show this morning. I yeah. like it. Yeah, we are both devastated, obviously, and yeah. hope that she recovers quickly. Yep. Because get back soon. I'm, we're missing I'm... out on a generational talent. I feel <laughs> yeah. so 
<laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. Um, um, I guess the real news will, is uh, Dragon Lee signing with WWE. Yes. And apparently they did that off of the his AEW appearance, which was a while ago, so that's weird. Yeah. So um, I, and he's heading to NXT in January. And I love Dragon Lee. Um, he also won the AAA tag titles right before right. I announced it. Yeah, but I, I saw the same thing, that they weren't interested in him until they saw him on AEW and they were like, he doesn't have a contract. What the heck? Let's get him. Right. And I also saw somewhat related one of my news things was that it came down to, um, and I think this is from Meltzer as well, that it came down to AEW being so loaded with talent. He was worried that there'd be people ahead of him and that he'd have to sort of wait to get his chance, which I think is for sure true. I don't know. Like, is it super different in WWE? I feel like maybe there's... But like you have with WWE, you have different... Like, there's kind of three... There are. Process, so it's, like, a little better. Like, I feel like... Because he's going to NXT, that probably at least, like... Obviously, I, I would say NXT is much lower than AEW, but it's at least, like, there's not as much of a big pool there. Right. I, yeah, I think, like... And then, like, if they like you, they'll send you up, and then... I think it's probably true that there is more... I feel like the, the roster is bloated, and you're right, probably, because it's all on one show... But I think because like Rampage is more like a second dynamite. Yeah, and even then it's not. And it's not. I don't feel like they're expecting we watch it necessarily either. Yeah. Whereas, but I think WWE the issue they is they kind of spread their stuff out. At but least. they also like super commit to people and like that guy is gonna get a ton of time all the time. Yes. Yeah. So maybe while there's fewer people to compete for time, there's more people, people hogging the dominate. spot for a while. Yeah. Right. So that's what it feels but like. I feel to like me. he might make a dent in the mid card at least. He is awesome. So, and I'm really excited for him mm -hmm. to be on uh, NXT or coming to NXT, I guess. So that's awesome. Uh, what do I have for us? This, I'm going to jump down to this one because it's related. So, wrestle votes, I don't know how prominent they are or anything. That's, I'm just trying to be honest about where I, I get stuff. Reported that WWE hopes to sign other notable names hey. early in 2023 following Dragon Lee. So, yep, I have that too. Oh, you do? Sorry. Um, so basically, they're saying that Triple H and his the crew he has in place have expectations to land other, quote, high-quality names. So Good, because like, that's what I like. Hopeful boy in me and you has to be hoping like we return to the days of the super indie, or I, I don't think they're ever going to abandon it as developmental, but like... I don't like super the, indie with the sprinkling of developmental would be yeah they the best. still kind of de developmental in the good old days like right. it's not like it was it was largely a super indie but right. like that's better and I think like for me the people you're developing are the ones that already look TV ready and are doing pretty well some like what comes to mind is um oh my goodness she's gone but I really liked her blonde gymnast girl with the spoiled kid gimmick. Tiffany Stratton. Yes, Tiffany How did Stratton. you forget I don't me? Know. I like How? someone like that, I think you include, but then or like, the even other... like um but like some... for people that they're developing that are good, like Breaker and Yeah, like Hayes. Breaker totally belongs. Hayes belongs. I would um, suggest somebody like Hank Walker maybe doesn't. Even Sokoa, like when he was there, because yeah. they were developing him, yeah. he's solid now. Yes. So these are the one they're like they they Pretty clearly deadly. have some sort of foundation and ability, but you're not focusing on Lash Legend, right? Sol Ruka. Um, Sol Ruka right now. Um, hold on. Von Wagner, Odyssey Jones. Check, check. Yes. Um, Zion Quinn. That just need more work. 
you know, and maybe they will be awesome. At, anyways, Angelo. Uh, what else do you have? I sort of jumped down. Uh, last one I got, it and I told you this. Uh, Preston Vance changed his <laughs> name to Pero Peligroso, I think is what it is. And if I'm correct on this, Google Translate can back me up. Hopefully, this is right. Is it translates to translates to dangerous dog? Pero is dog. So so yeah, dang, um, dangerous dog, which to me sounds like brawling brute. Because your boy um, Del Rio used to call everybody that. That was yeah, part of his so, like, ring banter. Yep. Nice. That bodes well for his 2023. I already had you guess this one, so I guess I won't make you hear it. Former WWE NXT, um, NXT UK, I would say more likely than NXT. Oh, that's right. Zaya Brookside is back in stardom, forming a new faction um, at, I think it was Dream Queendom 2 was the show it was on. So we were never huge fans of Zaya Brookside, but... Yeah, she wasn't great. But maybe a trip to Japan surrounded by a bunch of awesome wrestlers will, you know what I mean? She's like, finally on get that development. You never know. So hopefully she does. Uh, what else do I have? A couple of things. You said you're done? Yes. Sir. Brian Myers, yeah. <laughs> big, big week. He's announced he extended his contract with Impact Wrestling through uh, 2023. Yeah, and basically, they had his reasons, and I paraphrase them as he knows his career won't last forever and knows impact is where he'll probably have the most opportunity, which sounds like a guy who is pretty self-aware, Very right? smart. Yeah, so good for him. I actually enjoy him. I mean, he can always go back and have a losing streak again, but like, right. I, mean, that, that, I don't know why he would. Or just not be on TV, like get paid to sit at home, but I don't think that's what he's looking for at this point in his career, so good for him. Mm -hmm. Finally, uh, Dave Meltzer claimed in an interview that Toxic attra Attractions Dolan and uh, Jane were possibly the only ones left that he's saying they were actually possibly heading to main roster without Mandy Rose before even Rose was released, which I don't know if I believe they were that. in that tournament kind of, but that wasn't that was felt like one of those trial runs, you know? Yeah, and and I'll get to it in my high spots and rest holds, but it's funny because just this week watching them, I was thinking like they just look lost and they don't really have anything to offer now that Rose is gone because like. <laughs> Their entire existence and gimmick and look was there to support Mandy Rose. Even them having the titles was just like kind of like, a, you know, the gold collecting kind of deal. So their whole being was created to support somebody else. And now that that somebody else is gone, they just feel like random to me. You know what I mean? Like they don't, I don't know. It's not working it's at all. kind of the issue with how they did it. And they kind of seem a bit lost. So I don't know what mm -hmm. they're going to do. And I, I don't think either of them are super great in the ring. They're not terrible, but... They're nothing I want to see. They're not good. So anyways, that I think wraps up all our news and rumors and we'll move into <laughs> our in-depth review every week, which is taking a look at this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. So far, I just listened back a bit and the, the different microphone sounds pretty good, but now I'm going to sit and listen as you... Is it different? It is. I mean, you don't think it looks any different. It does, but it probably sounds... doesn't sound quite as good, but I have a dangerously large microphone collection from doing this podcast, as you can probably confirm. Mm -hmm. So I like to switch up the microphones because I don't know. I love microphones and it's a sickness. Because you can. So if anyone ever has any audio comments, let me know because... I don't know. Microphones are really cool. But anyways, we're here to talk about Dynamite. So do that now mm -hmm. instead of me talking about microphones. Uh, so we open the show with uh, Danielson versus Ethan Page. Yes, we do. Uh, we, got, we got a quick bit from M. Jeff in a skybox, but it wasn't much. He was just saying he's standing with a girl that, and he says he found the only hot girl in Colorado. <laughs> right. Uh, then Page attacks Danielson. 
as the bell rings and MJF's kind of taunting him, then he shuts up. Um, notables from the match: Brian does like that flip over thing from the corner, then hits the running lariat. Uh, so corner chops and kicks from Danielson. The page comes back with a chop of his own, diving shotgun draw kick by Danielson, or if you want to call it a missile shotgun, that <laughs> missile too. shotgun, please. Uh, suicide dive from Danielson. Later on, he hits a Frankensteiner. Um, pretty cool bit was Paige sending Danielson in the steel stairs and pulling him up a la Devlin's side. They yes. have a power slam on the outside, which is pretty cool. Um, then he re-enters the ring with the rope step cutter for two, some nice string of stuff from Paige. Um, later on, an avalanche power slam uh, from him for two, which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, he hoists him up for the ego's edge later on, but holds him a little too long, kind of taunting it. And then Danielson slips out, hits the psycho knee. Uh, then he gets the, fi- the finish comes with the uh, wrist capture stomps. Then he submits him with like some cross-legged shoulder capture cross-face submission, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it was cool. Just so, one of his million finishers, yeah. right? Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah, I uh, I really liked this match and was pleasantly surprised with how much time it got. I went and checked, so it got over 16 minutes. I was expecting it to get like 10 or 11. Um, and I really liked the story here. I think it was, to me that Ethan Page needs distractions and sort of heel tactics to get control of somebody as technically gifted as Danielson. Mm-hmm. But when he does do that, he hits some really awesome, good, impactful offense, right? Yeah. And really, like, holds his own. He just needs that little bit to get an advantage, and then he looks really good. Um, and then Danielson's just so good that he ends up taking it back. So I thought, like, Ethan Page, it certainly feels like they're still trying to, like, keep his status a bit elevated which i'm really glad to yeah see. I'm, i really appreciate that because not only was he competitive here in a lengthy match he didn't have to um tap out either right right so yes. i feel like that's a compliment to him as well so i thought this was a really good match i quite liked it um super strong opener mm-hmm. yeah i thought this was really strong as well i think the trios match should open since i know it's not the main event but i think this was still solid in the spot um, Paige really did get a lot of time to shine here, and I you gotta appreciate that. He looked good. Um, I think he definitely made the most of it as well. A competitive match with Danielson is great for him, like you said. Um, I still think they should do more with him, of course, but his presentation's been really great since the firm. At least the group's been good for something because he's right. been so much better lately. That is true. It's been great. Um, I like Danielson winning with a different submission as well because it kind of harkened back to the early days of his run when that was the norm. Because I feel like it's been a while since he's used like a variety of submissions, right. so it's kind of cool. Um, it was a nice way to start. I felt a little lengthy, but in a good way. Like I felt like they got more than enough time to do what they had to do, and I think that was really well done. Yeah, I um like I like this so much. I stopped caring at all that I hundred percent knew the outcome. Yeah, right. Um, because sometimes that's a bit of an issue. But like I didn't right, no, care you knew at all. The outcome. So pages need to look good here, which I think yeah. they did. So yep. mission accomplished. Yep, it was good. And then also building to danielson and mjf that's right so danielson has to keep looking strong on his path to mjf mm-hmm. and so it all makes sense and was really entertaining in the meantime mm-hmm. uh next we got a quick uh joe promo package uh he says he's a hunter and he studies what he hunts when he came to ew he said he was coming for every title and that included wardlow's and he took notes standing side by side with wardlow and he knows what makes him tick he says he took what was his and Wardlow wants it back, but he just didn't do the homework. Yeah, I love Samoa Joe promos. I I talk about it while we're watching it together. And, like, he's not wrong. He told us he's here in AEW for gold, right? And all all he's saying, all he's done is find ways to accumulate belts. Mm -hmm. And if anyone feels bad 
for the way he treated them on his way to do this, then that's on them because he said that this was his ultimate goal, right? So everything he did to Wardlow, like whatever, you know, I'm here for gold. You had gold, so you're dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just think he's like a a believable cerebral badass, right? And his delivery is great, and yep. like Joe promos are awesome. Yeah, I like the whole uh, metaphor he kind of had with there, with which was kind of funny, and then it I don't know, it could be cheesy sometimes but it I don't could think... be it's not with when it's not he says with joe stuff. and I, I really like the way he delivers all of it and I, I agree with what you said i think it was great um he's been really cool this is what i like to he see. has i think it can get even better though like yes. I, I want i want more angry joe like i i, I remember that clip because i've seen it a few times where he's like just going on a rant like there's like five people in the ring though i think it was like maybe pre-elimination chamber or something yeah and he's like you dropped that one line to jeff hardy about the alcoholics yes. anonymous and like where he just goes on a tear and like I want I want to see something like that again, you know. And I'm hoping that he's and I think he is. He's smart enough to save that for meaningful feuds. So if they can not display what we're going to talk about a bit later, but this Darby Allen thing, right? We might get some angry Joe there. He doesn't Right, but the match is next week, so I'm not sure. Right, that's true. I mean, hopefully. I mean, we'll yeah. see we'll see. Cuz they did this one right before the that's match true. basically, so we could get one. We'll see. But anyways, it was good. Uh we cut right to a Wardlow interview next and he says there's too been too many words in tonight's but powerful actions and Joe comes running and just yelling with uh, the ridiculous ski <laughs> steel pipe. Right? Yeah, and then he hits Wardlow in the leg with the classic lead pipe. Yeah. Um it was all too it amused me and just Joe came in like just yelling and I respect the lead pipe. It's a classic. I think it's also smart um to not have Wardlow speak directly after Joe just cut a really good promo because I don't think he's going to look great in a direct comparison. Um, and at this point, like, if Joe is going to win this match, I'd rather he win on his own, but I get that they want to protect Wardlow a little bit, right? And then on the flip side is if they're going to have Wardlow win, it's a strong story for him because he overcame, like, a vicious attack with a lead pipe before well, the match, right? Overcome, so but no. It all makes sense, and I... You know, and it makes Joe look like a monster, which is what I prefer. I don't, I don't love the visual of that pipe. Like it just looks silly to me. Like grab a baseball oh, bat. Oh, it always does. Right? But I, I get like it's. Uh, I guess it's an homage to to the old days or whatever. But <laughs> every, it looks, like, a, it looks a bit silly. It's an homage to like a million different. Um, like w- why is this lead pipe sitting around in so many like arenas and like, stadiums? W- how does one get? a lead pipe it, there maybe there's they keep extra lead pipes around to but replace like they're the so small pipes. too like what but like and i don't w- think lead would be the pipe of choice anymore where like people get lead pipes replaced where are the lead pipes coming from what are they actually being used for and why how are, why is this your weapon of choice how are you getting these and why at this point However many decades into Five lead, W's, all right? lead pipe usage, are you not keeping those lead pipes under lock and key? <laughs> right. right? Like, if I'm if I if I'm own an arena and I'm hosting a wrestling show, I'm, I'm locking up them lead pipes. Right. Or I'm making it like I mean, maybe you have he, to use them for something. Like keep it secure. Then he might have brought his own. I guess <laughs> the heels just have that. One. Still begs the question: Where are you getting yeah. these lead pipes? Like, and why lead pipe over everything else? Personally, I'd rather use a chair because that makes more sense. And you can put it on his leg and then like hit the chair with a lead pipe. Yeah. It's, oh wait, uh, but then you still need a lead pipe. It's just kind of cartoony, right? <laughs> when you're trying to present Joe as a monster and then, yeah. But anyways. Lead pipes are gold. We've talked a lot about gold, that. Gold pipe. Yes. Uh, next, we get another segment checking in on Hangman. Uh, Hangman says they don't really have an update. It's not looking promising. He's frustrated after not wrestling for two months. 
Yikes, it's been two months. Mm-hmm. Already. Uh, he gets a little amped when Renee mentions Mox. Also, I think it's funny that Renee is interviewing him. And I like that Hangman is not, like, he points that out, basically, right? Yeah, um, he was like, he kind of apologizes for it after. And the doctor, dude, not Doc Sampson, uh, says they've been following protocol, and if, they're, they, keep, if they keep doing it right, uh, he should be on track to be back wrestling in two weeks. But he, if he keeps going out there to brawl with Mox, he might not ever wrestle makes again. Makes sense. Again. Never again. So I liked the little bit of, because what was it? Renee was like, we're wondering how, and he's like, I bet you are. Something like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I liked that bit of anger from Paige. And yeah, this was all fine. But if this is real life, are we to believe they wouldn't find somebody else to interview? The man who's having a bitter, like violent feud with her husband? Would they not be like, maybe you shouldn't be doing this one? I feel like. But I guess for this moment, for this moment, it works. So, yeah, I was fine with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was solid. I like a little dose of hangman. I I like he kind of had a bit of temper here, but then he also kind of reigns it back. I felt like adding a bit more depth to him, which was kind of cool. So I I liked it. And Renee in reading is kind of funny to me. Paige is really good at being like a complex in, in, in the world of wrestling. Yeah. Right. Which is not. Super like, hard to do, for, but he does for wrestling. He's really good at yeah being a little complicated. Depth, yeah, yeah, he's, for he's sure. Got his figured out. Yeah. Um. So next we get Blackpool's Moxley and Claudio versus Top Flight. They're not wearing the hoodies. They did have team jackets though. They did. So that's cool. I guess I didn't really notice, but I remember you pointing it out. Yeah, because they had their names on the back, and then black BCC in different colors. Because I think Moxley was gold. Nice. And Claudio has a belt. Mox does not have a belt. Why? Because William Regal. Correct. That was in the news. He's officially done with AEW. Yeah, just in case. What a headline. In case we didn't know, because I I wasn't sure. Um, So a brawl breaks out before the bell. There's a stalling gut wrench to (laughs) Xavarius from Claudio, which is just, that's pretty tame for Claudio. It's true. Uh, diving shotgun dropkick by Darius to Mox and Dante tags in, or a missile shotgun, if you will. I will. Uh, Saito suplex by Mox to Dante. Uh, repeated running whoa, whoa, corner whoa, uppercuts. Whoa. No, no. <laughs> then a uh, running shotgun for two by Claudio. You know what I'm going to say. <laughs> no, we're, we're not doing that. Okay. Uh, Claudio swings Darius, and then Dante is like kind of like hopping over a couple times yeah. and rolls up Claudio for two. That was kind of funny. I like that. Uh, Darius hits Claudio with a turn into DDT, kind of spinning off Dante, which is cool. Uh, double suplex to top flight from Claudio. Nice combo to Claudio from top flight for two. The Mox breaks the pin. Uh, there's a standing spinach fly for two by Darius. Uh, later on, Claudio hits a neutralizer for two. Um, then Claudio hit Darius with like endless hammering levels. The Mox takes out Dante with a lariat. There's a paradigm shift to Dante on the outside. That they barely caught, yeah. right? With the, the replay was key there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the finish comes when Darius is kind of defiant, slaps Claudio, and then he just uncorks a big uppercut, just decapitating him, picking up the W. Yeah, so his uppercut pick gets a pinfall. It's the... It, they, it, it at least warranted it more, because when they did with Hager, it was just kind of lame. And it looked he, really solid. And yeah. Darius did take a lot. He did. So he, I mean, he got elbowed in the chin, like, dozens of times. Yes. Um, I really liked this match. I thought it was a lot of fun and that's considering like Moxley didn't really do anything, right? It yeah, was Yeah, not not much of no, right? It was pretty much Cesaro the whole time. Whoa. And a lot of the story was that Top Flight is like overmatched one-on-one, but 
they're a really good tag team, so they dominate two on one yeah, opportunities. They, that's when they kind of picked up on Claudio. It would right. be like kind of getting offense together. And, and they got a lot sense. to shine here too, which I thought I thought was kind of cool. They definitely did. It looked really fun match. I thought Claudio looked super strong. Obviously, since Mox didn't, he did next mm-hmm. to nothing. Yeah, another um, one I felt like it got a good amount of time too. Yeah, it like did. it felt kind of lengthy again, and again, not not in a bad way. No. Where it felt like it overseed its welcome. Just like it felt like they got a worthy amount of time again, which is. Nice to say, I guess. Yeah, so for me, it's two for two on highly entertaining matches, right? A good singles match and a good tag match mm-hmm. in the first two. So I'm pretty happy at this point. Yeah, I enjoyed this one quite a bit. Um, like you said, Mox didn't do a whole lot, but I think everyone still came out of it looking pretty good. And um, a whole lot at the earlier stages saw Darius take a lot of offense, which I thought like he can sell pretty good. Like it makes him look, made them look resilient, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, top flight both got a bunch of spotlight in the latter half, which I thought was really nice. Darius looked strong, even though he ate the loss here, but kind of one of those strong and defeat kind of things. And unlike the one to Hager, the uppercut Claudio won with this time felt more earned, and it looked better. It did. Like, it made more sense here, I feel like. It was solid. Another good team match it delivered. I thought it was really nice. Uh, next, we had a Kip Sabian's Kip Sabian best friends bit. Um, Kip says that they've been doing this for so long, and it's only a matter of time before he peels the title off of Orange Cassidy since he eliminated him. Funny. <laughs> yeah, he's he's he can be amusing. Ooh. If only someone had said that a million times. I don't. I'm not as high on him as some people in this room are. But he's toast. Oh, she's not here. She's gone. Um, Trent Beretta says that by that logic, he deserves a shot since he eliminated Kip right after. Cassie says, "Yeah, that makes a lot of sense." So then he gives a Trent a title shot on Rampage. Mm-hmm. Um, Trent wonders if he's sure about that, and he is. So that'll happen on Rampage. Um, I thought it was solid, pretty quick. I like Sabian. He amused me. Uh, Cassie Trent sounds cool. I he- I heard it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure it was. They're both good in the ring. So, yeah, I thought Sabian sounded fine. And I thought Orange did a good job of, like, kind of one-upping him without really saying much, which is on brand for him. And when we were watching, I was telling you my favorite part was Trent, I Trent feel. Brera. And maybe I'm really reading a lot into it. But his subtle reaction to when Cassidy immediately grants him a title shot, it's almost like... Just, like, without a second thought. Right. It's almost like you're looking past me to sort of spite this guy. Right. And I don't really appreciate it that he's kind of like, whoa, you know, I could just take this title from you. Right. I feel like there was a flash of that. And I actually got me thinking I would really enjoy heel Trent at some point. He might be able to pull. I really like watching him in the ring. And I'd like to see if he could pull it off, to be honest. I would be kind of worried that he gets lost in the shuffle. But to be fair, best friends aren't exactly high cards. Right. It's worth a shot. And I think it would freshen him up a lot. And if this is the start of it, right, because it did seem like he was like, wow, you're really giving me the shot so quickly, assuming you're just going to beat me. Right. When that like that's all me reading it from his face the whole time. But I thought it was really cool Mm -hmm. if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we get Hook versus Balin Links. Yeah, I only wrote Links because I didn't even catch the first name because it was over before I started typing. Basically, um, hip toss from Hook, corner clothesline, capture, suplex, cross face shots, red rum. Hook wins. Uh, Post match, Hathaway comes out with Moriarty and W. Morrissey. Large William in the house <laughs> says every week someone <laughs> wants to tell him that Hook is such a badass, but he's not against the firm. Firm make their way to the ring, and then out comes Boy Perry, and he rolls with Moriarty. Meanwhile, Morrissey and Hook stand off. Morrissey goes for a choke slam, then Hook blocks and goes for a T-bone suplex. Can't get him. He does let them for a sack, though, which is kind of cool. Who is this Morrissey you speak of? W. Morrissey. Huh. Uh, then... Is he large? He is, actually. <laughs> and his first name is... Would you is... say big? <laughs> I, I, I would. Interesting. And his name's William, so... Yeah. What's well, short for William? Is there a... 
Um, Standard shortening for William. Uh, Liam. Um, Some people do Liam. Uh, oh, big Liam. W- Willie. <laughs> big Willie. Big. <laughs> it's Big Bill. No. Best. Uh, Morris goes for a choke sense, so Boy Perry attacks him with a two by four, and then the firm retreat. Um, so I thought it was. It was fine. Another squash or hook is harmless. Makes a little difference on the show in the grand scheme of things. No. Post-match was fine, but it's gotten to the point where I, I giggle pretty much every time they say Big Bill. It's so f- And no. they have to say it so seriously, too, so it's, like, even funnier. And he looks like a monster. <laughs> I know. He, lo- he looks like a cool monster. But Big Bill sounds like he's, like, um, a mid-80s, like... Construction worker yeah, or something. Or, yeah, just, like, a big lumberjack dude. Yeah. Or just like, a hoss, right? Like, a standard it, hoss. It, this, it's, like, an 80s, 90s name, you yeah. know? And, like, I had to keep calling him Morrissey because I just I giggle at Big Bill every time. It's interesting. It's so bad. I, I, like, I thought it was dumb the first time I heard it, but now this, like, when they say it so many times, it's, like, it's so funny. It's, like, Seth freaking Rollins, except this is just amusing. It feels like a bit of a step back for Jungle Boy, no? A little bit. After, like... Is Christian just dead? Because like they kept so. him on TV despite the injury, but like he just he's just dead. We're sort of detouring into he's the giant slayer until Christian comes I back. I guess so, maybe. right? Right. So line up uh, Archer next and whoever else. But anyways, I don't know. I didn't really care much about this to be honest. It was there. It happened, mm-hmm. and then we moved on. Yep. Into Big Bill. I I mean I don't. Which is worse, Big Bill or sorry, uh. Pero Peligroso. I would rather not Big Bill, probably. I'd probably take almost anything. Anything over Big Bill? Almost. Scripts. So you're saying... Scripts or Big Bill? <laughs> <laughs> big, oh. B- big Bill. Touche, yeah. It depends. Does the gimmick come with scripts? Like, do I have to take the mask and Oh, the, okay, that's a do good... Do I have to take um, the whole package or just the name? Uh, well... If you're Big Bill, do you have to take the Big Bill gimmick, right? Wait, what is his gimmick? You're big and you don't wear shirts <laughs> and you're really oily. Okay, so we'll say you have to take the gimmick for either one. <laughs> then I'll go with Big Bill. Okay, wait, which name is worse, the Big Bill or Pel- Pero Peligroso? Pero Peligroso is better. Well, I don't know. It's better? They're both bad. I, I don't know. I Big Bill's funny. Dangerous funnier. dog, man. He's <laughs> dangerous dog. Rather yeah. than Big Bill. It sounds like the joining of Brawling Brutes and the Dirty Dogs from before. It's a super group. <laughs> and, uh, it's, except it's like, do- it was dogs with a... D A like you know how Sami Zayn D A W G Z I would assume I'm to go pretty, full I wrestling. I'm, I'm, full, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was. It should be. Um, so next we get Jericho Stark's package. Uh, recaps. Uh, the loss to Andretti, the biggest upset of the decade. Of the decade. Of the decade, which only spans a few years, but still huge. Still, yeah, sure. Uh, and last week's opening segment and the fireball. Then we cut to a Jericho promo, and uh, he said. Starks turned down opportunity of a lifetime not joining Jazz. Mm. He says he made fun of them and he was foolish and small-minded and he's a flash in the pan. He has the arrogance and confidence of a star but not all the tools like Jericho has. I mean, he's got better age, you know. Yeah. He's less old. When you um, said opportunity of a lifetime, what did I immediately flash to in my mind? Goldberg? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yep. Uh, he says he's going to school Starks next week and he won't know hit him. He always wins. He says Andretti got fireball for his troubles and tells him not to come back to AEW and stay out of his business and go back to the Indies and stay out of his face. Uh, he says next week he ends the Starks experiment. Um, I thought that was solid. It was sorry, nothing much to say. Yeah, I wrote solid promo and then forgot to write. Anything I just else. my only thing is I find Jericho really inconsistent. Like sometimes he's out doing the comedy. I'm a sports entertainer. 
sometimes he's do like I just I don't and I don't feel like it's with Samoa Joe like I really like it right but this I just feel like he I don't know it's inconsistent I see too much of him it's kind of the jazz I don't know. know what I'm getting yeah so I it's fine I guess I just really hope at the end of this he loses to Starks because I don't think the Jericho is on a losing streak story is really hurting him that much and you've elevated Starks and I would like to keep him at this level for a while so hopefully Starks ends up winning this but I guess I kind of think Starks has to win unless you do shenanigans then you kind of have him get to get his win back or something I guess yeah but I'd rather just like straight up let's do it move mm -hmm. Jass on have them do a quick feud with somebody and move on I don't think they specialize in that I mean being relative that could be six months would be quick still compared to Blackpool. I'm pretty sure their only feud has been the Kingston one but and then Blackpool, but like those kinda the Kingston one kinda merged into the Blackpool, right. then Kingston ditched it. Yes. Thankfully. And then he kinda like so he's they kinda only had like really one continuous stream in their whole existence. It has been long. It was literally their twenty twenty two. Yes. Aside from like the first three months. Might be on the worst of show at some point. Oh. Just in terms of sheer like staying power for the year it was something mm -hmm. it'll be up there for something speaking of something yep this is something yeah uh next we get the mogul affiliates interview and let me just preface this by saying never have i been so eh for a swerve segment <laughs> he's cool yeah but like i just ignore the other two that they don't do anything they're just standing there it just makes me care about him less Someone's where was it? Someone compared them to they're going to be the new Chronic, just two big dudes and a tag. They suck. Think Chronic <laughs> suck. So here's the thing. Yes, they were not great, but I didn't hate them as like a giant monster tag team. Yeah, but when they came to WWE, didn't they suck? Yeah, of course. Well, WWE buried everybody that came from WCW. Yeah, but I mean, like, didn't they do bad? Uh, yeah, they weren't good for sure by that point. Because, I mean, think about both of them were around in what the early 90s, late 80s, yeah, maybe? Yeah, Adam Bomb. Right? So, by that point, they're giant men who are not young, basically. But, anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, Swerve said last week was beautiful work and Lee didn't share his vision. And he had to get him out of the way. He said he replaced Lee with two people who believe in his leadership, but explains nothing about them. Uh, Yuta comes in and says after a final battle, he didn't think he could think less of Swerve until last week. And if he wants to get violent and dirty, he says to meet him on Rampage and Swerve laughs. Yeah, Swerve's super cool. He looks cool. He sounds cool. But it's just kind of like a very weak reason to suddenly have to, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan. The other ones didn't like my leadership. I found two guys that do. Just trust me, we're moving on. Like, he looks like a superstar, right? But, I mean, we'll see. These dudes, whatever. They didn't say anything he or do anything. He did look like a superstar. They just sort of created a match out of nowhere here, right? Uh, Yuta sounded Classic pretty good. Classic Rampage build. Right. So, that's fine. Um, The match is probably good. Mm -hmm. Didn't see it. But if I hear it was good, I might go back. It's fine. So, we're always peaceful. He, he always is cool. Like, he just yeah. is. But I just don't love this. It just reeks of impending mediocrity. Um, just these two guys, they don't, I, I'll, for one, I'll speak more on Parker cause I, we've seen him before. He's not good. I don't like anything about him. I he's, have not seen him look good in ring. No. I, he does. He's not good in ring. I think his look is horrible and all of his weird mannerisms are worse than when Daniel Garcia would cut a promo at the height of jazz. <laughs> and believe me, I didn't like that either. And we learned nothing about tattoo face. And like, I guess like you want to keep the mystery there, but I don't. 
I don't care. Either tell me about them or just get them off. I don't. I either want to know or I don't want to. I get that they're trying to build intri- intrigue, but I'm, it's it's not intrigue. With I this, just... Right, because with to me within the wrestling community, if we have and we're kind of at nerd levels here, us at least, right? Right. We have no idea who this dude is. He can't be that good. And mm-hmm. I'm, unfortunately, that's the truth, right? right? Like, he can't be this amazing performer or somebody would have heard of him somehow. Right. So you're trying to build intrigue into something that I'm 99% sure is going to be. even heard of a be... Parker before he was in NXT, and he right. wasn't even that good. So I'm 99% sure it's going to be okay at best. So I'm not intrigued. No, I don't care. I either want to know who the hell this is or get him away because he doesn't look appealing to me at Hopefully all. Hopefully we see him in ring and we're like, okay, you know, something, but I don't know. Given what I've seen from Parker and I'm just, I'm not, I don't have high hopes. And I don't know what I would rather Swerve do, but this doesn't feel like it. Anything. I'd rather him like have, like you do, you swerve something, pun intended, with um <laughs> Shane Taylor promotions. Cause I know Lee, I love Shane Taylor. Lee kind of linked with them or whatever. Yeah. But like, I if Swerve team, that would be cool. Like, I don't know if you if like, cause have him with some cool like is there, is there any cool black wrestlers that aren't doing anything? Cause that's what they like to do. It right? seems to be what they have to do for WWE and AEW or quite like, a bit. Like, I get I like that they didn't do that here. Yeah, but. These are your choices. Like, really? I was, was going to say AR Fox. I think they wrestle next week on Dynamite. I think yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, Swerve and AR Fox. That, that should be awesome. Be, that should be sweet. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be shenanigans by the big boys, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a worse version of AOP. Yeah, could and be. AOP was... AOP was ended cool. up being cool, and when they started, I thought they sucked. So oh, yeah, they used to suck. There's always hope. Yeah. Anyways, next we go to... Elite Death Triangle 6. We do. Uh, in the best of seven series, which is Falls Count Anywhere. And they they immediately get to it and remind us that that is the case, right? With the first few minutes of this yeah, match. Yeah, the, the match starts in the, in the back with like a brawl in the hallway. <laughs> then they kind of move to this backstage area and Penta hits the Elite with a trash can. Pax suplexes Omega onto a stack of pallets, which I deal with frequently. <laughs> uh, you do, I bet. Yeah. Uh, Nick hits a swanton off with some like... It was something, I don't know. It's like that platform thing where it's like kind of like a stack. It looked like. Yeah, it was a like a stack of scaffold risers. I don't know what they I don't know. Whatever they look like the, at your school, what they set up the stage for um, assemblies and stuff, that elevated stage they put yeah, up. Yeah, something looked like, like that. pieces of that stacked up. Yeah, it's like a swanton off of there to a standing penta through a table for a two count. Brawl eventually spills onto the stage. Tornado from uh, one of the top of the tunnels uh, oh, yeah. onto the box from Phoenix. Then he gets blasted by a V-trigger. Um, stalling German suplex on the stage by Pack to Omega, which is pretty cool for two. Uh, Matt broke the pin. Uh, then he does the continuous Northern Light suplexes down the ramp to Pack. Yeah, that was cool. And Good visual. At the end, he does like to a both. double one to Pack and Phoenix for two, and then Nick dove over them at one point to take out Pento, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, triple basement dropkick by Death Triangle to a seated Omega in the ring with a trash can on his head for two, which is pretty cool. There's a really nice flurry of stuff where just everyone was hitting something. It was just like a really nice string of stuff from everyone. It was, yeah. Really, one of those. One of the things, those things I'm never going to catch up with. So you just kind of got to But you know it. what we're talking about if you watch this stuff. Everybody yeah. hits everything in rapid succession it and it's awesome. awesome. And you can hear the crowd like ramping up there. Yes. Uh, v triggered a pack with the trash can on his head. Just absolutely crumpled it. Crumpled it. Yes. And the nice thing is it crumpled the side from his knee. And then he went into the rope so hard on the other side. The other side crumpled Yeah, it was too. awesome. Yeah, good. he was against the ropes. 
Uh, then a doctor bomb on the trash can awesome. from Omega for two, which is pretty sweet. Um, Lucha Bros hit the foot stomp package power driver on the outside uh, to Omega with Phoenix running from the apron. For, um, then that gets a two count with the Bucks breaking the pin in time. Then Bucks pretty much do the same thing with a melter driver to Penta on the outside with Nick coming from the apron. Um, Pack broke that pin at two, which is pretty sweet. Um, BTE trigger to Penta in the ring for two with Pack breaking the pin again. And so. Bear with me here. Here's the finished bit. Um, Pack avoids a melter driver, and then um, Matt ends up accidentally super kicking Nick to take him out. Then Pack locks Matt in the brutalizer in the ring. But meanwhile, Omega's on some ledge in the crowd with Phoenix, and he hits a one winged angel off of there through some tables. Then he pins Phoenix while Matt's still in the brutalizer. Yes. And he gets the pin before Matt taps out. Right. So the elite get the win. Cool finish. I yeah, thought. I, I really liked it. I thought it was unique. And definitely a move that should end the match, right? Yes. Um, it's funny. I always write OWA as my abbreviation, and then every time I look, I forget. <laughs> like, I forget what it is. So I need to stop abbreviating it in that way. For me, this match was like three different levels. The backstage brawling stuff, I was just kind of okay with because it was like standard brawling and then like what I would call semi-high spots because it was... You know what I mean? You're doing a move off of it, but it's a moonsault onto four people. Not that I'm ever going to do that in my life, but don't get me wrong. But they knew they had to like yeah. save it. You can't <laughs> risk getting hurt at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. Then I thought the second phase was sort of, phase sort of was on the stage and the ramp area, and I liked it better. Things started to pick up. And then in the ring, right, it just went into super overdrive and got really fun at that point. Um, and I think commentary said it at the end, right? This was a spectacle. And yet another super entertaining, interesting match in this series. Uh, we're going to get a crazy seventh match, obviously. Like Escalera de la Muerte. I worry about some of them staying healthy after that match. But Omega's going to take himself out again. There is part of me that wishes they could have burned through six gimmick matches and then ended with just a straight-up classic match because my favorite stuff is always just... <coughs> Sorry. Um, them in the ring just going bananas, right? That's what I really want to see. But anyways, a ladder match will be crazy. So none of these matches have disappointed yet, right? And the live crowd is still super into them as well. So another successful match. I, I really liked it. I'm sure you did as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty insane. I, I liked it a lot. I think one of the better matches in the series, best one in a couple of weeks at least. Um, And as I expected, an even more ramped up version of last week's no DQ effort. And like you said, kind of do have to say this because you can't go balls to the walls right away right um so especially not those guys yeah they're they go crazier than everybody else mm, a bit mostly, of a spot right? fest but i think there's enough action in between to balance it out too and it's pretty captivating entertaining the whole time for me i, I really liked it yep and i mean i part of me does kind of like the way you're saying with like the just having a match last but i think the ladder match is an epic conclusion it'll be crazy um and i like that it's escalado de la muerte because that's i mean it's still just a ladder match but that's kind of a callback to Bucks and Lucha Bros at the first all out. And it's fun to say. It is also fun to say. <laughs> so that's that's two pros right there. So I do like that it's a callback, so that's kinda cool. Yeah, it is. So it does feel like kind of a fitting conclusion here. And I, I mean obviously when you the elite we're gonna win here by like cause now next week we finally have like it's kinda like at the beginning where now you really don't know who's gonna win. Yep. That's right. And I like because like the first two matches I didn't expect that triangle triangle to win right so we'll see but then once it got to 3-1 you know yeah so the last two we've known who's winning and now which is fine i mean i think it's safe to assume elite are winning match seven but, but then i also again that's what i thought the first time same you know? i was just gonna that, say that's i was what I thought the first two times i was equally confident they were gonna mm-hmm. win the first time yeah so i mean we'll see yep 
Uh, a lot of great stuff in here. They all definitely worked their asses off here. It ended up being great. There's that one flurry with everyone that was just nuts. And it's one of those things where you hear the crowd really getting into it as that's yeah, happening. Yeah, they loved it. I love that. That's really nice. I thought the finish was really cool, too, with the split screen cam, the two fall attempts happening at the same time. But Omega got it first, so I think that was cool. Cause like, and then Pax was kind of like, what It was the hell? well done. Finish was uh, yeah, well done. Yeah, it was super well done. Um, it was great. I liked it a lot. I think best one of theirs in a little bit. But it's all been enjoyable. It's it's a really fun series. Um, this one was a lot of fun, though. And Escalera de la Muerte should be sick. It should be. That should be main event, I'm guessing. That right? If that's not a main event, I'm going to cry myself to sleep. I mean, it has to be, I it would say. It has to be. I mean, Bucks may have ended with a ladder match. What was a Road Rager when they won the tag titles right. for two weeks and then they lost in the Swerve Final Glory? Ooh, I, uh, I said that name. Uh, next, we get an acclaimed music video. I'm not going to try to recap it. It's, it's really difficult. I'd recommend checking it out. These are always must-see viewing. It's basically like three quarters ripping on Jarrett and a quarter ripping on Lethal and all like... <laughs> like some pretty harsh... Pretty, pretty hardcore stuff. Pretty savage stuff. Like, yeah. I'm hoping they they cleared this with them ahead of time because kind of went after the everything, right? Yeah, um, it was awesome. Like Jarrett being a carny and just following the money wherever he can go and not really deserving any of it and making like fun of like uh, global force, global and force and king of the mountain, like uh, lethal having Stockholm syndrome from his so much time in Impact Wrestling and like. Um, caster was like he didn't have to pretend to be a, a legend to get over right like he did like lethal did with uh, macho man um and that his elbow drop is better and just yeah like really i it thought awesome. it was very entertaining but i'm like oof, some of those are pretty pretty real i think rip- kurt angle tweeted at them because he got name dropped but then he deleted it yes kurt angle's wife was mentioned along the way like it I was pretty savage why, stuff it, it was it was pretty sweet well, because Jarrett married Angle's wife. Oh, his first Karen wife. Jarrett is Karen Angle. Oh, is that why he has like the new younger wife now? I probably. I don't even know, but that's how I that only went know because a table for three. Oh, that that that's pretty funny. Oh wait, here's. Mm. Oh yeah, Angle's tweet was when you got to use my name to get heat after twelve years. Hashtag move on. I mean. They used his name, but anyways, it was more his wife's name than anything. But yeah, but um, it was really funny. It it's, was. You got these are kind of things you got to watch. I mean, we all remember the first one, right? So Buck Hunt. Yeah, still my favorite. This one would be my probably my next favorite. Yeah, I thought this was. Definitely. I was like, oh, really? Like they're okay with some of these shots? But yeah, it was yeah, good. It was pretty awesome. And that speaking of awesome. <laughs> well, <Huh>. okay. <laughs> Uh, the newly christened Ty J-A-S. Yes, that's their name. Mm-hmm. Versus Willow Nightingale and Ruby Soho. After a week off from saying it, I get to say it. This is your women's match. This. This, this match. This one. This one he's about to talk about. The is, one I'm going to mention. The, is the only women's match on this show uh-huh. this week. So okay. they changed their name to Fit Jazz. Truly horrible. Also, let the record show. Let it, you know, you know this. I audibly groaned when they appeared. Just yes. to make it clear how I like them. Yes. Um, to make it even more clear, here's the first thing I noted from the match. I'm bored. Mine says nothing happens for the first few minutes. Because it's like we're, we're people, saying the same thing. people tagging in and out, and, and it's t- tied. Their tag offense is not really... And Ty Mello avoiding Ruby Soho, and Ruby Soho not being a great partner because she's too obsessed with getting at Ty Mello, and so she's tagging her. It just was okay, but then you could wrestle too. Yeah, then Jay, Jay was choking Willow. I'm still bored. The crowd was dead too. The crowd is like me. I made a note of that. Crowd is dead. <laughs> after the 
I was saying they really did them a disservice putting this the follow up match after the trios match. So that's just really killing them. Trios match acclaimed video that was awesome. Then this right. So right. this is a not. But it's anyways. a really crappy spot. Um, boring corner double team by Jay and Mello. Then Jay does her crappy corner kick, which I lovingly refer to as the thigh of doom. Yeah, it is. Um, guess what? Still bored. <laughs> um, Soho air quote hot tag. Uh, air quote flurry because I don't wouldn't call it either that no. much. Uh, riot kick for two by Soho. Uh, DD tie for a near fall, but Willa pushes Jay to break the pin. The DD tie actually looked pretty cool. I'll say that was it. A, did that was a rare high spot. It looked good. Uh, the finish there was like a crummy distraction with the steel chair that I don't care to specify because you know me usually I will, but I really didn't care. The ref was distracted in one she, corner. Jay was like doing like she was like. She did like a she swung at Willow with the chair, but it was one of those like where she you know she's not gonna hit it. Yes. So she she swung really bad. Then the out ref on the took floor. the chair. Right. Yeah, out on the floor. The ref took the the ref took the chair from her. Then Ty threw it to another. Soho, who, hel- who held it for like five but seconds. If I then, just keep holding this chair in front of my face, nothing bad could happen, then right? She gets pump kicked, then <laughs> Ty KO, which she had to take safely because. So by take safely, you mean cover your face and don't have the knee come within six inches. Yeah. Of you. So it was really rough. And I don't listen. I understand her being gun yeah, shy because like, she got her could... face broken from this move. Still. But the angle and everything they showed, it was not did not make mm-hmm. contact at all. Yeah. Um. All I have to say was, man, this was boring. Finish was boring. Okay, moving on. I, I thought it was really disappointing, especially after the I really, really liked the hater sheeta match yeah, we got that last was week great. That in was the fantastic. main event um so again this was the story of like ruby being obsessed with ty mellow but i don't really care and it didn't look like anyone else really cares first few minutes of this were super slow uh and i don't think anyone really cared enough to get into this it was pretty ordinary i thought there was a few good minutes near the end yeah like i think ty's moves are actually sorry right? just the ddt this time but but this got over 11 minutes and i would say like three minutes of it were good enough the rest was pretty disappointing mm-hmm. so definitely uh the low point in ring other than like a hook squash which i don't even but like count. like i said that really doesn't affect the show mark no, for me 50 it's like... something seconds right whereas this was 11 minutes that could have been something 11 good. yes over 11 Ugh. that's what i mean could have i don't know but anyways it wasn't great Ugh. low point and this was your women's Gross. match what it was... no yeah Oh, that's brutal. Ugh. Okay, moving on. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I'm very was... upset by that. <laughs> it was boring. It was. Mostly. Um, <laughs> Mostly. There's a couple a minutes. With guns leaving to avoid FTR. They're, they're leaving to avoid FTR. The interviewer was trying to catch up. Who's really the interviewer? Uh, Mrs. Big Bill. Soon to be Mrs. Big Bill. <laughs> yes. We didn't put that in our news. That wasn't Big oh. Bill's eternal happiness. Isn't newsworthy to you? That's big news. Wow. Uh, I, we 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 screwed the people. I think in sorry, the, guys. I think in the journalism business they call that burying the lead. Bill Big Bill is engaged to Lexi Nair. Uh, next we get a quick Starks interview, um, which I forgot to. I mean, what? Nothing. I didn't forget. I anything. didn't like that Renee frames it as. You're up against your toughest opponent of your career after, after like, he yeah, just like, narrowly what, lost to like the champion who's in his prime. So I was like, really, Renee? That's how we're framing this. But anyways, like Jericho, sure. But anyways, um, he said he's feeling a lot better uh, than Andretti with the fireball. 
Um, he says he appreciates the compliment. He is a star, but he's not one able, able to be controlled by Jericho. He's not putting it into any experiment because there is no experiment, but there will be a master class of when he whoops Jericho's ass. Um, he has a big mouth and a bad attitude, uh, and Jericho, he'll take Jericho down to him, not just because he can. Yeah, I, I'm, it was a simple way to get Starks on TV and push this feud. He sounded good as usual, but it wasn't a, was not a special Ricky Starks promo, but it was fine. Yeah, it was, it was pretty solid, not his best, but it was quick, like nothing really stood out to me, but it was solid. Uh, next we get our main event, which is Samoan Joseph versus Wardlow. Uh, for the TNT title, um, Joe cuts a promo saying Wardlow won't be able because they attacked, and Wardlow comes out anyways. Shocker. And the crowd early on is behind Joe. Yeah, they they sort of switch back and forth, but they kind of like both of them, I guess. But yeah. early on, there was a lot of uh, Joe's going to kill you chants and stuff. Audible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Classic. Uh, spine buster by Wardlow, then some ground and pound, and Joe targets the injured knee more. Um, Joe puts Wardlow's seat on the top drumroll, then some jabs and chops, goes for a superplex. Wardlow knocks him off the headbutt, then it's a swanton bomb, then whisper in the wind. Um, it's always impressive. Yeah. Gotta give Wardlow his due there. Homage to Jeffrey. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Lexi that moves by... up for grabs, because that guy's done, I guess. Yeah. I, I, he hasn't been around, like, the whole year right. since, like, since before the Owen Hart tournament was done. Right. Because that was probably, like, the last time we saw him. So that move like that. is up for grabs. I I guess I hope so. His whole awesome offensive arsenal. Twist of fate. No, I guess that, I guess that's that's art claimed. that's claimed. Yeah. Um what else do we have? Um what what's something oh the, the thing where he does like the he does like a double takedown, he does like the leg drop to your balls, then right. rolls to and does a drop kick, so that's up for just Wardlow could do that too. Absolutely. Like just make Wardlow muscly Jeff Hardy, who does power bombs. Right. Uh Joe goes for a superplex, uh Wardlow slips through and hits a power bomb, funny enough. Uh then he goes for another, I can't get him up. Um, then Joe hits a running chop block, wrong knee, but it I digress. Was. Um, then locks in the Kakina clutch, and Joe picks up the win. Yeah. Oh my god. I was surprised, I was for happy. sure. Uh, Joe hit Wardlow with the teen detail after, like, looking like he might shake his hand. Because that's that was Joe. Funny. That yeah. was funny. He's just kind of, like, standing waiting for Wardlow to turn around, and I thought it was funny, because it's like, I don't know, it just, like, you, you get, it's one of those looks where it's like, it's like when MJF does it randomly, it's like, yeah. I don't know, it was cool. He grabs the toolbox, pulls out scissors, ref tries to stop him, takes a headbutt. Then uh, cuts off Wardlow's man bun. Yeah, awesome. And then Darby Allen's music hits. He attacks Joe from behind with a skateboard. Then Joe bails. I like how Darby lets it go as far as cutting his hair off before he shows up. But <laughs> um, I yeah, it was it? I thought this was a good match. I don't. I think it was amazing. I'd like limb targeting, pre-existing injuries. That's one of my. I just it feels realistic to me. Um, I love Joe's facial expressions. That the smug looks he puts on in the middle of matches is awesome. I was surprised by the end, but pleasantly surprised for sure. I, I would pref- much prefer Joe keeps going the way he's going. I feel like it never kicked into super high gear, and maybe that's just Wardlow's not capable. I don't know. Like, I think he's pretty good, but maybe not capable of turning it up from here. Uh, Joe looked vicious. I like the hair cutting at the end. And all in all, the match I wanted is the rematch of Al and Joe because I love that first match. And imagine they, if- they listened to the show. And it, of course. If they're getting a bit more time and stakes again, I think that they will be awesome together again. I feel like there's a slight chance Darby wins. I yeah, I think so too. They also did a bit of rampage where Sting was amping him up. Yeah, which is, is still here. which is also helpful to make it feel more interesting, right? Because he could win. So that'd be interesting. I mean, I I would I I think all in all, I'd rather have double belt Joe than Darby has the belt again. At least right, right. now, 
So but. I like this main event, but I think it might be my fourth favorite match on this show, which is a sign of a pretty good show. Like the opener better, like the trios better, probably like the oh yeah okay. tag so team. I was struggling to think of the third. The tag team match, top yeah. flight. I would agree, yes. Right? So still, that's a pretty solid show. Yeah. But anyways, your thoughts on this um, match? I thought it was a solid match. It was good for what it was. I still am firmly of the belief that the trios match in the main event. That's not a slight at this match. Just that match un- un- undoubtedly deserves it more. Um, better talent in the stipulation there, but I, dig- I digress. This was still solid. Jello Cooley's a lot more entertaining as a heel. I thought he did a great job he here. Were those solid, too? I thought at times, like, I thought his facial expression. I thought he did a good job of selling the injury, he did. actually. Yep. So he props did. to him there. Uh, post match, it was solid. I'm having to get Joe Darby Allen to as requested, which should be sweet. But it is definitely not great for them that I'm a happy that we're the lost, b happy to be getting a different match for the title. Right. So that's not exactly great for them, but it is what it is. It is. Uh, overall, a very strong show. Like just already mentioned, there in ring, right? Um, I thought three really good matches: the opener, the Blackpool Combat Top Flight Tag Match, the Trios Match. Thought the main event was a notch below, but still good. Uh, women's match disappointing, and then a squash for Hook, right? Segments were the area it wasn't quite as strong, but I think that's partly because they filled so much of this with in-ring this week, right? Like, like, Yeah, like a lot of the matches were pretty lengthy, and that's, right. again, not a bad thing other than the women's one. Right, so I really like Samoa Joe's quick promo, and the biggest segment for me was the Acclaimed video. Which is awesome. And nothing else really stood out, so... Altogether, I'm going to go B+. Almost an A-range show because the in-ring was super strong, but... I think we need a bit more. A bit more in terms of some sort of segment or some story development that I really care about. Unless that look from Trent turns out to be something, which I would be super interested in. But almost That'd an A-show. That would be a good call from you. Really good in-ring um, show. Mm-hmm. And a little bit behind that um, segment-wise. Yeah, I think really good for a TV special because another one of those. It right? was, that's right. So I think I think they really did deliver here. I think it was good. Like I I like the opener a lot. Um, the tag match actually was really nice. Um, the trios match was fantastic match. Then I really like that. That was a lot of fun. And am I missing one? There was no. Then then there was the main event right, which was right. pretty solid. And then the women's match sucked. And hook. But that that was one on that was one blemish out right. of all of these right. And then yeah, the squash match which was basically nothing. Um, acclaimed segment was awesome. There's that best friends bit which was solid. Joe promo was pretty sweet. Swerve um was there it was there and then uh starks was solid like it was a pretty good show i think it was a little short of an a range show Just. but the in-ring action was really great and i think it was like it was really consistent for the most part agree so i think b plus works nice all right well let's take a break from breaking down wrestling and do some wrestling trivia in a segment that we like to call off the top of his head All right, sticking with my creating trivia based off of relevant people, uh, I am going with this week. We are looking at some Sami Zayn trivia, since he's about the coolest thing in WWE, as far as I can tell right now. Um, Let's look at that. So, I don't know, there's between 15 and 20 questions starting out. I didn't hit too much on eras that you don't know a lot about, a couple questions, but I focused on Mm -hmm. stuff that you're more aware of, so NXT and beyond, but a few things before that. So. Do you happen to know his real name? No. It is, I might say this wrong, Rami Sabai, S-E-B-E-I. I didn't, I'd never heard of it either. Never so, would have guessed. Interesting. Uh, trained, he was trained by which 90s WWE mid-carder who has trained many people? 
He was around for the faction area era in WWE. Uh, I feel like I should know. You should know because he's trained a bunch. Uh, I don't Shares know. the same last name as a woman on the Raw roster right now. A tiny woman that we've seen in Toronto in person. Oh, Savio Vega? Right, right Savio nice. Vega. He trained a bunch of people. I guess, I'm guessing you can guess this one. Which Canadian province did he make his debut in 2002? Montreal. Or wait, no, sorry, the Quebec. Quebec, Montreal. correct. Because oh, yeah. you know that's where he's from, right? Yes. So Sami Zayn was best known on the independent circuit as which masked character? El Generico. Right, which is funny because it's like a joke character, right? Like the generic luchador, right. and yes. it just sort of caught on. Um, so quickly, while in ROH, he lost at ROH's first ever pay-per-view in a match against which currently popular tag team? Um, Bucks. Correct, Young Bucks. And who was El Generico's partner for that match? Steen. Correct, that's a safe bet, right? Easy, easy. Yeah. So, what year did Sami Zayn make his WWE debut? 2014? No. 13. Correct. True or false? His in-ring, NXT in-ring debut took place at a live event where he wrestled a tag team match unmasked and under his real name. True? It is true. I did not, I'd never heard that before. But it sounds too good for me to make up, right? So, you went with true? He made his televised debut on the May 22nd episode of NXT by defeating who in his first NXT TV match? Um, I'm just going to throw one out there, Oliver Gray. No, but I'll give um, you a hint. He was known for losing in WWE. Hawkins? Correct. Really? Yeah. On the same show, Zayn then challenged and defeated someone else. Who was that? CJ Parker. No, this is somebody, a big name, now in AEW. Regal. No. Um, right club, if you will. Ambrose Cesaro. Chris Cesaro. Yeah, that was his famous thing. So he uh, two matches in his first night. I don't remember that either. Which NXT champion held an open challenge to determine the next title contender, but banned Zayn from competing? Owens? No. Bo Dallas. Correct. How did Zayn get around this banning? Wore a mask. He did. You do remember the name of the wrestler he was? El Local. Oh, that was him? Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's Generico. Zane faced who in a triple threat match on a 2013 episode of NXT TV where Zane did not win? So triple threat, I think it was for number one contenders. Never. He didn't win. Nope. These are hard, eh? I th- were you watching... You were watching NXT at this point? No, right? You were 2013. way. Yeah, you were way after this. No, I, I wasn't even watching. WWE so I'll give period. you hints. Um, an NXT famous guy who's no longer there, no longer with WWE, I don't think, was in a popular tag team on the main roster for a bit. Comedy. Tyler Breeze. Yes, and Cesaro's partner? Seamus. No. Other, Shinsuke Nakamura. Other partner. No. Wheeler Yuta. No. Going back further. A young, a smaller uh, guy. Tyson Kidd. Correct. Uh, so Zayn got another number one contenders match at NXT TakeOver in 2013 and lost again to who? So NXT TakeOver, the first one, I guess. Tyson Kidd. N- other one. Cesaro. No. Tyler uh, Breeze again. Uh-huh. Zayn eventually did win the NXT championship. Who did he defeat? Neville. And where did it take place? Takeover. Neville's correct. I'll tell you that much. Um, Takeover's correct. 
Which one? Our evolution. Correct. Very good. I would never nice. get that. What well, that, memor- that's, that's harder because they named them like random things. What memorable event took place at the end of that pay-per-view regarding Sami Zayn? Kevin Owens attacked and powerbombed him on the apron. Right, which was awesome. I still remember that. It was a great that moment. That was like his thing for a while. Where, when and where did Zayn make his main roster debut? Quebec. Well, I mean like what event? Raw. No. What year? Main roster? Yeah. At least this is what I found. Raw. Was it? Yeah, twenty fifteen. I swear it was like the Cena Open Challenge. Because this said Royal Rumble two thousand sixteen. No, he was on Raw before that, right. and then he injured himself in his entrance, but still faced. Oh, Cena. his shoulder, right? Yeah, so and I then he got around. injured, and then he came back at the Rumble. There, you know more than wherever so I got I, this I info win. from. How many last couple? I think. How many times has Zayn held the Intercontinental Championship? Three. Correct. Who did he beat each time? And if you can give me any circumstances. Uh, first time he beat Strowman, right? In a handicap uh, correct. Match with Nakamura and Cesaro. Correct. At Elimination Chamber. Correct. And then the second time it was weird, right? So, because he, it got vacated because he didn't want to do COVID or whatever, right? Like, yeah. he was one of the guys who opted out. So then Styles won the tournament. Remember, you beat Brian. Right. And then he lost it to Jeff Hardy. Then right. Zayn came back, beat Styles and Hardy in the ladder match at Clash of Champions. And most recently? Uh, he beat Nakamura on SmackDown that and then a... lost it to Ricochet because of Johnny Knoxville. Exactly correct. Which is this year. Finished strong on that one. Good job. All right, so let's move back into talking about wrestling, anything we liked and didn't like that we saw this week in a segment we call High Spots and Rest Holds. All right, so I got a bit of a break this week because Impact was a highlight, whatever year-end award slash highlight show. So I'm going to talk about it, but I'm going to get you involved a little bit when I get down there. So, But I did watch all of NXT, as I do, even though I was going to stop watching it. Did I stop watching it for like a week or two? Or did I, I keep going? I think I might have not stopped. We suck, so yeah. Yeah, anyways, this week, the first high spot, I thought was another fairly strong opening match. Uh, they've had quite a few good openers lately. So this was Julius Creed. He defeated JD McDonough in a strong 10-minute match. The finish was McDonough missed a moonsault. Julius won with like a, some sort of slam and his sliding clothesline that you love so much. Um, yeah, it's a great finish. So I like the match. Again, I don't think McDonough has bad matches, period. But I don't, I don't love... A tag team guy getting a clean win over a singles guy that I think should be racking up wins and being built, sort of. He sort of feels like the guy that's settling into that role of, listen, he has a great match against everybody, but he doesn't really need to win. And I don't love that for him, right? Because I think he's awesome. But again, this was part of a larger angle because after the match, Indushir came out. Um, and they take this win by Julius as evidence that he is now 100% because that's what they've been saying they're waiting for before right. they wrestle the creeds. So now they'll wrestle the creeds on at New Year's Evil, which I think is just next week's show. I could sounds, be wrong. Sounds right. I, I could be wrong. I don't know, but I mean, it's New Year's soon. Right. Uh, and then we get a NXT rest hold, which is what I thought was a lackluster women's match, and that was Wendy Chu. A little bit surprisingly, she ended up pinning Cora Jade after only six minutes. Um, so Chu won with a full Nelson slam. Speaking of chronic, because I think that was one of one of their moves. Gross. Anyways, um, 
then she followed up with her like inverted splash. It's kind of like a Vader bomb, but she comes off the top. And it still looks lame. It, it looks okay, but I guess this is going to set up a third match between these two, possibly. But remember me talking about how they tried to make this about a story about Wendy Chu being forced to relive her childhood trauma of having a drink thrown in her face and blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. Considering that's the route they're trying to go with this, the match felt really ordinary and like that they don't hate each other quite as much as we're supposed to believe they are. So it didn't really work for me. And again, it was only like six minutes and Jade, who's been the one definitely pushed heavier, lost clean here. So interesting. Uh, A high spot for me, not the match so much, but Jiro in general. Um, He lost to scripts this week, but Jiro was by far, uh, I would almost say objectively, the more impressive in this match. His strikes look good, specifically his kicks. Hits a couple high-risk things that look safe but effective. Um, And he seems to connect with the crowd, right? He dominated most of this match. I would say like 80 to 90% of it, it felt like to me. But ended up losing to Scripps' finisher, which is what? Do you know? I remember. It's something that like isn't impactful Uh... and shouldn't pin anybody. Especially when... In this case, Jiro really didn't take much punishment. He was the one delivering punishment. I guess he was extra power because he wrestled without a jacket this week. Because you know what? You know what happened? Yeah. Brand new trope, brand new idea for wrestling. He stole it. He stole his jacket and then he had to fight him to win it back. So the, while you think about the finishing move, I will say this. So it's a top rope move involving obviously acrobat, like flipping stuff because it's, what's his face? Reggie. Um, Reggie. So anyways, the whole motivation for this was Jiro had his jacket stolen, so he's wrestling without a jacket. But like two minutes into it, Vic Joseph is like, Jiro, who owns 101 jackets. Like, so why does he care so much about one jacket? And why then, if that jacket got stolen, he has 100 more. He's he not be- going to wear another one. Right. He's just, that's the one. That one. Right. So it's funny because for the match he it's wore a bad trope he and wore, you're combining them. he wore pants with his face all over it like the same as the jacket so he does he anyways scripts gave him the jacket back too after the match after winning with what what move made famous by uh diva was she around that era diva or close to it off the top rope with a flipping senton oh yes the molly go round Okay, I remember His finishing that. move is the molly go round. <laughs> it's not good. Because, like, cool. He does a flip, and then he, like, gently sits down on their shoulders. It's not good. And they roll to the mat. But anyways, uh, I thought Jiro looked good is the bottom line. He even had a little promo before the match where he kind of went back and forth between English and Japanese and sounded good. So it feels like they've just decided he's, like, low-level comedy fodder. And I actually think he could be more than that if they did something a little bit different. Rest hold, I know you're going to sh- be shocked to hear this. Lash Legend was a rest no. hold. No. It's true. First time. Oh. By first time, I mean every time. So she lost a quick match to Lyra Valkyria, who I like. Um, so Valkyria hit a roundhouse kick and a not-so-great-looking top rope splash this week. Um, but I don't think anyone really came across looking too good here. Legend... I mostly blame Legend, okay? Because I've seen Lyra Valkyria look good before. Legend can't do much offensively. And I think she's so big and inexperienced that they can't do much to her either, right? So 
I think Valkyrie is cool in ring. She's looked aggressive and pretty technically sound in the past, but this didn't do anything for her. Um, again, it looks like NXT realizes that this is Lash's role, right? She can't be a focus. She's so bad. <coughs> Excuse me, fighting a little cough here. Um, that now she's just basically a jobber for other people. So that's a good adjustment, at least. Rest hold. I mentioned it earlier in news, I guess. The toxic attraction segment. Again, they just seem lost. They're trying not to acknowledge Mandy Rose at all. Um, and they're basically like, we're going to have to, what's our next step? We're going to rebuild, reconstruct, and return to glory. And you and I both, I think, are, we're no fans of Mandy Rose, you less than I. No. But she made this an actual unit, right? Like it was a leader and then a tag team. You have right. your main event person Fact, and tag faction team. Faction basics right there, yeah. And now these two feel, like I said before, kind of trapped in a gimmick that was created to get somebody else over. And it's awkward for them now to keep maintaining it when they only exist in support of somebody else, right? Um, and I don't think they're strong enough in ring or outside ring to make a name for themselves. So I almost feel a little bad for them. Like, I know we're not fans of them, but I don't know what they do from here. Right. Anyways, um, the biggest thing they have going for them, what would you say? <laughs> if you can think of anything. That I creative have, people think they're hot. I guess. I, mine is that they are an actual tag team because... They don't exist in NXT, and they barely exist on the main roster, right? I would say. How many main roster women's teams are Damage there? Damage control. And? That is all? Is that I serious? I don't know. <laughs> like, <coughs> last challenger, more than one. Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox, and they right. just formed because Tegan Knox came back because Liv Morgan wasn't doing stuff for them. Like, there was, and there was Raquel and... Aaliyah, which was Bull as well, and like so. There's more in NXT, and in NXT, there's what two or three? I'd oh say, no, so, I would say three, which we saw last week. So we've got Cat and Zero and Carter, yeah, Diamond I've, Mine, Paxley yeah, or, and whoa, whoa, Nile. whoa, Diamond Mines, Ivy Nile, and Tatum Paxley. <laughs> correct, okay, correct. Toxic Attraction. Uh-huh. When they were healthy, um, Leon and Feroz, they were a tag team, I guess. Of some consequence. I think that is all. But so anyways. Four. A high spot for That's me. being generous. It was a little bit lengthy, but I still considered it a high spot. It was a Grayson Waller segment. I think the deal was that he was uh, home in Australia for the holidays. He got some time off. Right. So he filmed a really long segment just being an arrogant ass. And I thought it kind of worked. Um, highlighting some Australian landmarks. Obviously taking shot at Braun and him, you know, Waller's running on the beach and whatnot. Um, and Waller's just bragging about himself. And then we cut to Braun backstage. He is big mad and rips the TV off the wall where he's watching Waller's segment and smashes it against the wall and the lockers and whatnot. So I'm not sure why it struck such a nerve with Breaker, but I guess it's just to show, you know, Waller's really good at getting under his skin, et cetera, et cetera. And it could have been shorter for sure, but he has this really obnoxious, like, Ms. MJF sort of thing working for him, yeah. right? I've seen the comparisons to Miz, yeah. He is, he is obnoxious, but in, I think, the way he is trying to be obnoxious. So I, I think it works. Um, I don't think he's the guy that's beating Breaker, but doesn't mean they can't have a solid build and a good match. So I thought it was a decent segment. A high spot, I thought there was a six-man tag team that over-delivered for me, and that was Schism, who, say what you will about, like, as long as they're not talking or acting... If they're in the ring, right, they're all... Because they're still GYV and Joe Gacy's and experience. All of them are good, right? So that's not the issue. And they 
pulled a pretty good match. It was uh, Anafe Blade and Odyssey Jones. Odyssey Jones really didn't do anything, which is what I would the way I would want it. So eleven minutes. Um, Honestly, if you had a faction with Gacy and then GYV as them, as maybe that would be less okay. Ridiculous, yes. Like, and Gacy wasn't this. Right. Just dial back the cryptic promos and the like the Bray Wyatt wannabe sort of stuff. Four roots, one yeah. tree. So double Codebreaker by GYV and then the Gacy like handspring clothesline to Anafe to win it. It was a bit more fun than I expected. You've got like Anafe and Blade are like super athletes and then they're kind of taking their best shot at a veteran team and coming close at times. So I thought it was entertaining. Everyone did a pretty good job. Rest hold. Um, man, you didn't ask me. It's like you don't even care. Didn't you want to know if Hen- Fallon Henley won her oh, bar back? Oh, right. How could I forget? Storyline of the century. She did. She oh, did. Okay, so you okay. can rest easy. Good. Um, so I, that's what I wanted. But again, just an okay match after, I'm not going to say a strong build, but significant build, right? Like this has been going on for quite a while. And in theory, there's significant stakes because this is a match for the family bar. Um, Henley ended up winning. She tripped James and hit a running knee after five minutes. So like, Ooh. again, we have this, much like the Chu Cora Jade, you have this significant, I'll call it build, and then a five minute match to end it. So I was hoping for more. I like Fallon Henley. And after the Iron Survivor match where Kiana James was super impressive, but this was nothing special at all. So, um, and then Jensen in this match, of course, is acting a little bit conflicted between his loyalty for Fallon Henley and his attraction to Kiana James. Is obviously. it toxic? What'd you say? And it could be. And that is a story that's likely, right? Obviously, they're going to continue to interact in some way because the Jensen James thing yeah. is not resolved. So I don't know if the... I could somehow see like Kiana James ends up working at the bar or something ridiculous. I don't know. We'll see. It was lovely. You just mentioned it as we paused for me to get coffee to take you behind the curtain. I enjoyed Drew Gulak. And what did you say he was basically doing? Thatcher. Timothy Thatcher. In what way? The Thatcher. Let me drink coffee. You know, the training thing in Majiggy. He literally did this with Tyler Rust. Yes, he did. So Gulak was in the ring. And the funniest part to me was he was wearing like what I call, um, the Britney Spears microphone, you know, like the ones that uh, it's like around his ear and then it's just a little one coming to his mouth. So it kept like flopping off and falling all over because he's he's grappling people, right? And he had to keep adjusting it, which I don't think was supposed to happen, but it kind of added to the humor of this for me. So yes, he has Hank Walker in the ring and three trainees who he tells us are of like various levels of experience, right? And he just wants Hank to sort of observe as he quote unquote trains these guys. So he starts with the least experienced, immediately makes him tap out like right away. Um, then moves on to the second one. He also taps out really quickly. Or does he do it like Thatcher and Dempsey? Or is he like a nice guy? He's trying. <coughs> I'm sorry. He's trying to sound like a nice guy, but he's clearly not, right? Like he's immediately taking this kid who's almost never wrestled and putting him in like a really painful hold. Um so the third guy he calls up is the most experienced and he actually gets a little bit of like reversals and counters and stuff before. Um, so this time Gulak does not release the hold, even though he's been telling Walker, like, that's the most important thing right. when they tap, you immediately release. Right. So obviously Gulak is not a baby face here. Um, so, but then it gets weird because if Gulak's a heel, Dempsey comes out and he's been a heel this whole time. 
And he basically, I think he was challenging Gulak, and Gulak passes it off to Walker, who will face Dempsey next week. So it's a bit strange, unless they're trying to like turn Dempsey around, because Gulak clearly was a heel here. Dempsey's a heel here. It feels like they're building to Dempsey Gulak, right? So Which would be sick. I'm not quite sure where they're going with it, but I thought that Gulak was funny here. Him having to like find the microphone and keep adjusting it while grappling people was funny. Um, and it's just like the Thatcher stuff and the Dempsey stuff that's already been done, but he likes to hurt people to make himself look good and calls it training, right? So I, I think that's funny. Rest hold, um, last thing for impact, underwhelming main event. So it was Wesley retaining with his, he hit his flipping Pele kick to um, Tony D'Angelo after about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. All right, that he won. That's weird. He won with that. Yes, that is. I think his new finish. I think that's two matches in a row. Maybe he's won with that. So Lee's super athletic. Obviously, um, Tony D'Angelo, lots of throws and suplexes, but I, I felt like it never really got into gear. And I'm not sure this isn't nice, but I don't think Wesley's character work will ever be strong enough for me to really get into his singles matches because I don't find him super right. believable. So there's the most notable character thing he did was remember the hunt for Riddle. Yes, that's right. And so, like, for me to care about some sort of feud he's having, he's going to have to act a little bit better than he does. But anyways, super talented, not interesting to me. All right, so Impact. Did you want to sneak, sneak in some main roster? Oh, Why? yeah. So the only bets I have from SmackDown was, so um, Ronda Rousey did defend against Raquel Gonzalez, which, you know, is fine. But the rest of the yeah. Charlotte Flair just randomly returns, which, you know, is annoying enough. But, oh, no, she immediately wins the title. for Why? Because Charlotte Flair. So, like... And it's funny, because you came down and were like, I'll give you one guess who came back and won the women, and it was my first guess. Took me, like, three seconds, but it was my first guess. Yeah, like, not only, like, is this your Charlotte in the bank or whatever? Like, is that what this is? It is. Whenever she is It's not like I thought maybe, like, oh, Raquel's injured. This is, like... No, she had her match. Yeah. Ronda defended it like perfectly normally. This isn't even like setting up a time match, which would be annoying, but she just freaking won it randomly. Do you think... So, like, not only did we get that, but now we have to run this feud back again. But do you think that, like, part of this is Rousey is underwhelming? And they kind of... Yeah. Is this like, an audible? Well, then have Raquel win it. Yeah, it's true. Then give it to freaking Raquel. They're not gonna. They're not gonna build anyone new. Even Are you worse, crazy? I think Charlotte's meant to be the babyface here because Ronda's heel now. Yeah. So now we get babyface Charlotte. So it's even better. She is the Randy Orton of the women's division. Never really change your character, whether you're heel or face, and just be handed opportunity after opportunity. Wrestle essentially the same match all the time. Not that she's not super talented. She is right, but. Fatigue. I'm, I'm done. And she's been gone forever, and we're already fatigued. Like I, it's like it was immediate fatigue. Yes. I'm just like, it's so stupid. Because now and then what? We have to watch this feud again. I hate this feud. I know. It was so I'm boring. Not interested. Uh, any other main like, roster stuff? Um, yeah. Like there's the Bray Wyatt bit, but then I was just oh, I remembered that um, I saw that the women's rumble was on. Yeah. Like, they replayed, and I was like, who won this? I don't remember. And then I remembered, and I was just like, ah. Oh. Because yep. Rousey won that. What a, what a big waste that was. Yep. She didn't even win a Mania. She won at WrestleMania Backlash. She did. I swear to God, if they do that pay-per-view one more time, uh, I'm going to kill be surprised. the TV. Anyways, um, last one was, I don't know, it's kind of weird middle ground. Um, so they announced Notable, the, at least. They announced the Pitch Black match. Sorry, the Mountain Dew Pitch Black <laughs> match, as I That's must funny. be referred to yes, every time. Of course. 
you know, like WrestleMania. Mountain Dew paid good money for that. All right. Okay? I'm going to I'm going to make sure they get their money's worth. Right. Um, so there was this weird segment where Bray and Ellie Knight were doing whatever, and then Uncle Howdy came out, and they made it look like they were going to gang up on Knight, but then he hit his sister Abigail to Bray. I watched it too just it now. It doesn't make sense. Didn't make a ton of sense to me. It wasn't I mean, like, even super interesting. Cool. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I just want Bray, I just want Bray to do something. Right. All right, Impact. So instead of recapping the show, because there wasn't really a show, I'm going to, you're going to predict how I feel about each Impact Award recipient. From sure. what you know of me reviewing and talking about it, okay. and even you've watched a bit, do I agree, disagree, did I have a better option? Okay. I'll go in the order the show went. Impact Knockout of the Year, Jordan Grace. Yeah, well, that's, that's fair. I think that makes sense. You think I don't have a problem with that? Yeah, I don't know why you would. You're correct. Um, yeah, she I, won. I, I don't really watch, but I know she's pretty good. She's awesome. She won the queen, first ever Queen of the Mountain <laughs> this year. Um, I know. She also had what I thought was an awesome feud with Masha Slamovich and, right. and beat Masha in an amazing match at their biggest pay-per-view Maybe she'll event. she'll be knocked so. out of the next year, too, because she's going to end the last rodeo, which right. is a big accomplishment. Um, moment of the year? Josh Alexander topples Moose to become Impact World Champion, Rebellion 2022. I can't think of anything else. I, guess. <laughs> I, think, I think you'd be good at that. So it's funny Moose because Alexander. I was going to go with... I was like, oh, no, that was way less interesting than... Alexander losing to Moose after only holding the title for minutes, but that was the end of 2021. So I, I didn't find that moment to be monumental, but exactly what you said, I'm not sure what other moment would be. I, I, I can't think of it. Because for me, moment, like, without going into a match, right? Because I would be like, I was way more interested in Bailey Alexander. That's match. Right. right? I was way more interested in Slamovich Grace. That match. was a match. So I guess, I don't know. I, I think. This one's easy. So. X Division Star of the Year, Mike Bailey. Yeah, easy. Yeah, I do 100% agree with this one. Wait, wait, why wasn't Kaz in the running? Right. <laughs> he did end the reign. Yeah, and then he cashed an option to see what, like, and immediately lost. Later. Yeah. So, yeah, Bailey had one of the best 22, 2022s of anyone I've watched, right? And I still, speaking of Kaz, have no idea why they decided to end his title run when they did. He was having fantastic matches. Super strong. Um, I saw that flamingo driver. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's awesome. Like a one winged angel. Kind of. he, like, and just a fighting baby face champion who was over, and they decided to end it for Kaz. I still don't understand. And also, he proved more than an X Division competitor, right? He had an hour long, amazing match with their company champion. So, this is like the most obvious one to me. It's Mike Bailey. Men's tag team of the year Motor City Machine Guns. I feel like you're not thrilled with that, but I don't know who is better. <laughs> so I, it's funny because I said, I don't think I disagree. And it's seemed... like, what are your other options? Like what? Good Brothers, <laughs> Heath and Rhino. Exactly. Maybe Violent by Design. Exactly. Like those aren't great options. Ex and so... they can't go Good Brothers because they're gone. Right. So like, I, I'm sure you're not about as thrilled. And as the Machine anyone, Guns but... are the champions, but they just won that a couple weeks ago. It's not like they've had a major reign. Right. But, but like, they I have had. There's, they're, they're still good. I guess you could go Bay and Austin, but they've, they haven't they've done mostly enough. been occupied with the Super Junior, right? So... They've been elsewhere, haven't done enough in Impact. So. I guess it kind of has to, it does feel, you brought that up, it feels to me further evidence that they, the Heath Rhino thing didn't work and they know it didn't work. Because um, I don't think you can consider Honor No More really tag team. They did everything as a group, pretty right, much. Right, like, even like if you want to go like, oh yeah, OGK held the belts, but they didn't really do a whole no. lot. At least from what I've seen. 
So I think it's got to be machine guns. Right. I, don't, I would say nobody had it's like not a thrilling, but like yeah. who's better? Nobody had a standout year, but all things considered, I guess it's them. Uh, knockouts tag team of the year, Death Dolls. Yeah, I saw. Um, I I know you don't like that, but like it begs the question: Who else could it be? Right. Who still works with the company? So. DXT. I guess, I guess Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans, but. Steals was more the, of a singles person. Right. Did they even hold the titles? No. At least, right? So honestly, Chelsea Green's gone. She was in tag oh, teams she? with multiple people. Tennille Dashwood's gone. She was in tag teams with people. Well, she would win off the, the Dashwood with, alone. Were their names the, the influence? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. What's their, their Iconics, faces? Yeah. yeah. Them, gone. Madison Rain, gone. She was part of a... like. I don't know if there is anyone else. That's still there, right? Because each of those people formed half of the majority of tag teams in that division. Like, I honestly have to be funny, half serious. I don't know who else could... Like, show me the list of nominees for this, please. Because I don't I'd, know... I'd like to know. I don't know who else it is. But anyways. Um, one to watch in 2023. All right. It was so I did Blue have Thunder, another right? suggestion for this one. Who would I suggest? Who do I like that doesn't get enough attention? It was Gujar that hey. won it. Uh, that's not a bad call either, but no. A heel that I'm always like, I would be focusing on him if I were running Impact. Not Austin. He's more experienced. No, not Austin. Came from WWE, but was Oh, kind Macklin. Of, yeah. So I don't disagree with Gujar. He has been entertaining, and they're giving but, him... like, he hasn't done the most? No, but uh, to me, Macklin also could be... Uh, they might be going, yeah, but Gujar's kind of young and inexperienced, and that's what their criteria is. I don't know, because they don't tell me, but... It's true. Macklin has been around a bit. I don't have a big problem with Gujar. He's looked good, and he's getting more and more attention and still looking pretty good. And then Male Wrestler of the Year, Josh Alexander, Duh. couldn't possibly be anybody else. I, I mean... He's almost longest-reigning champion to keep touting that. You could build a case for Bailey, just in terms of... He'd be the runner-up, I guess. Presence on TV, constantly having TV matches that were excellent, while Alexander not wrestling as often, probably. Um, but yeah, I guess it's gotta be the face of the company. He had some really good matches defending that title this year. So I don't have a problem with that. Yep. All right. Um, that's going to wrap up the high spots and rest holds. We got our final segment. Jack's going to update us with probably what he got for figures for gifts and then anything else that's new in that realm. And we call it figuring it out with Jack. All right, tell us about your Christmas haul and any other interesting developments from the yeah, world so of figures. Yeah, so only got a few, but um, okay, well, I got the Seth Rollins, right, which we talked about last week, so I opened yep. it. Uh, it was the Top Picks one with the man bun and the jacket where you can actually pose his arms, and so you, that's cool. And I know you got Young Bucks, I remember. Oh, yeah, I got the Street Fighter Bucks, finally, which is cool, but we still need the we second still copy. still need a second copy, To yes, go with yes. Kenneth over here. Uh, what uh, else? Then we got Darby Allen with right. the half sting paint. I remember that. I don't remember any cool. other ones. And then I think it was, I want to say it was just the barbed wire two pack, which we got the exploding barbed wire. Boys oh, right. The, with the, bloody, the bloody, bloody boys. Bloody boys. Yes. Pretty cool. Actually, I like those. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, and then like, I just to mention, mom found like white stripes, Funko Pops, which is kind of cool. Very so cool. Yeah. Uh, Speaking then, of so, bloody boys, sorry, we went back and watched the, oh, the dog FTR collar. dog collar. It was good, but underwhelming. My least favorite of their bunch, but anyways. Yes. Um, yeah, and then so I've been kind of like assembling a cart on ringside as I'm anticipating a rare order because I don't think I've ordered something since like 
want to say last boxing day and every day you go in and your cart has been emptied and you build a new cart this is your new hobby i have to keep building. i keep it's not even i keep building the same cart oh wait i forgot to mention that um i do have two pants kenny coming it's just it's on back order right. so it'll be coming like next month i think right which is sweet because that's <coughs> whoa random cough snuck up on you that's the kenny that we need right um so I'm kind of just like putting it together, just kind of reassembling, if you will. But um, yeah, so the stuff I have so far is I have the Elite 99 Rollins, which is the white, and black, and gold one, which I don't have yet, which is just, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Then I just got, I put in um on Match Series 5 Omega, which is like the promo gear with the handlebar mustache, which is cool. Then Hangman in one of the cowboy shirts, which is pretty cool. Yep uh cameron grimes because his only elite is a ringside exclusive so you gotta kind of get your money's worth and he's there. awesome he's pretty sweet uh damien priest from the royal rumble least because he's in the all white right Duh. i noticed that's one that's been in your in your cart every time mm-hmm. even if certain other things change that one's always there uh then dragon off because i don't have him yet i'm just trying to get the stuff he's that i have sweet. use out of and then i'm thinking of getting a new announce table because mine's kind of crippled um, but I don't know if I want to get the silver one because that's just like kind of standard or if I want to get the blue one because then that's kind of aesthetic matching you know True. what I mean? I do. So like decisions. I don't know. What do you what do you what what are we thinking here? I don't know. You should get blue or like our regular one. What will you use more? Would be my question. I don't know. Like I'll probably use either the same. It's just I'm thinking like then go blue. Want to go? Okay. So then I'm adding that too because I think I just I kind of want to have one. Blue's have, the vibe of this studio, you know. I, I have like, the like a weird makeshift one right now. So. Yeah. Um, then I was gonna put in Boogeyman because he's really funny. But um, I'll, you were gonna I'll put in two boogeymen because there's two different ones. And he's funny. That's your whole reason. He's funny. That's that's. And not... I have the first boogeyman. I have the only other boogeyman. Like elite. seventy dollars because he's funny. That does not make sense. To I me. have the only other boogeyman elite. Right. So you already have one, is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. So I got as of now, I got the Rollins, Omega, Hangman, Cameron Grimes, Priest, Dragonov, and the commentator set. Like, there's a lot of stuff missing, which kind of sucks because there's like I'd like to Bruce, but like. I think generally I have everything that I need. I was kind of thinking maybe getting the Jurassic Express because they got like the white gear and it's only in ringside, but not super feeling it, you know. Some like tough decisions, you know. I was, trying to, I was even like scouring the, the sales because then you know you get like cheaper stuff or whatever, but yeah, not not too much. But yeah, so I got a decent car going. I was thinking maybe getting the Demon Valor. Nice, um, because Demon Valor, that's my only reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got a decent amount of stuff there. Um. Yeah, and then got a bunch of money from people, so I'm going to get the Xbox soon. Yes, you're very generous relatives. Um, do you have any, time. any like figures being released to discuss, or is that it? I didn't see much. So hopefully that'll be uh, back next week, I yes. guess. So I think that's bringing us to the end of episode 128. We haven't revisited our documents for best and worst of. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that soon. We'll have to get that cooking this week yep. at some point, so keep your eyes out Seeing for that. This is the last day of the year. Hope everybody has a fun and safe New Year's tonight. If you're doing anything, have a good time. Hopefully you have a safe ride home in some way organized. If you plan on partaking in any substances or alcohol, I guess. But anyways, we appreciate you spending a bit of time out of your week to listen to us talk about wrestling. We'll absolutely be back next week for episode 128 and probably with the best of or worst of or both in and around then or before then. And until then, we look forward to seeing you, but until then, take care.